Good morning, this is Sister Lisa, and I'm coming to you today from the Edwin Elder Library, and we are continuing reading in the book on prayer by Brother Ken Gurley, page 240. Pure prayer is unleavened prayer. Not only did incense have to be pure, but the bread permeated in God's house had to be pure as well. The bread was allowed as a wave offering to the Lord. The bread was also found in the holy place. In both instances, the bread had to be unleavened. No leaven or yeast was permitted in the holy place. Our offerings to God should be free of contaminating influences. Our motives, like our worship, can be pure or impure. Jesus thought, taught that in the Sermon on the Mount, we can fast and pray in sincerity or insincerity. Since our prayers are the offerings of our hearts, our motives need to be pure or freed from leaven. Page 241. How do we purify our prayers of unwanted leaven? Pray genuinely. Jesus taught us that our prayers should differ from the hypocrites. Matthew 6 and 5. We should be real. No need to go all Elizabeth, Elizabethan in your language, sprinkling these and thous throughout your prayer. Be yourself. Be real. No need to get in a preachy tone of voice. God is not impressed with our voices nearly as much as we are. Be real. No need to shout at him. God can hear. He wants to hear. Be real. God sees our hearts. God knows our thoughts. Pray knowing he knows you. Pray secretly. Jesus taught that prayers in private have open rewards. Matthew 6 and 6. We understand that there are necessary prayers offered in public, yet in an authentic sense, all prayer is in secret. We pray one for another, but we never pray instead of one another. There is no proxy in prayer. Even when we pray collectively, there is a sense that we pray individually. Jesus told his disciples to go to their closet of prayer. In Greek, the word is T-A-M-E-I-O-N, Tamion. It means an inner storage chamber or secret room that has no windows or exterior doors. Our prayers are to God, not to the watching world. There is a place where thou canst touch the eyes of blinded men to instant perfect light, sight. There is a place where thou couldst say, Arise, to dying captives bound in chains of night. That was page 241. Turn it to page 242. Um, it's still part of that poem. It's in that font. It's hard for me to read. So, There is a place where thou canst reach the store of, bo of boarded gold and free it for the Lord. <clears throat> there is a place upon some distant shore where thou canst send the worker or the word. There is a place where heaven's wristless power responsive moves to thine insistent plea. There is a place, a silent trusting hour, where God himself descends and fights for thee. Where is that blessed place? Dost thou ask where? O oh, soul, it is the secret place of prayer. That was from the missionary survey. Pray definitely. Jesus instructed us to, to not use vain repetitions like the heathen, Matthew 6 and 7. We've got God's attention. God has little use for our catchphrases, cliches, 
and repetitious words. Express yourself in a clear, straightforward manner. That is genuine prayer. Pray in His will. Eleven prayers are marked by not my will, but thine be done quality. Sangster related prayer found amongst the papers of John Ward, a member of the Parliament. O Lord, thou knowest I have mine estates in the city of London, and likewise that I have lately purchased an estate in Fee Simple in the county of Essex. I beseech thee to preserve the two countries of Middlesex and Essex from fire and earthquake, and I have a mortgage in Hertfordshire. I beg of thee likewise to have an eye of compassion on that count on that country. No, county. On that county, there's not an R. For the rest of the counties. Then mayest deal with them thou mayest deal with them as thou art pleased. Page two forty three. Our petitions before God should state our needs, but not to the point that they seek to transform God's will into our own will. Pray patiently. Wait on God. In a little book called Expectations Corner, the author toured the Lord to okay. In a little book called Expectation Corner, the author toured the Lord's treasure houses. Among the wonders he found was one called the Delayed Blessings Office. This was the divine storehouse for those prayers to be answered in God's time. A prayer delayed is not a prayer denied. Keep expecting. Remember, it takes nine months for a baby to be born. I was thinking about that the other day. Since this coronavirus, you know, I've, I've been praying. And I'm like, Lord, here it is already, October. And I haven't seen my results. And God's like, it hasn't been nine months yet. This is the 10th month, but it hasn't been nine months. I think it was like March when everything started getting shut down. So that might mean I still have another month or two. I don't know. But if it's longer than that, keep expecting. Keep expecting. Whatever it is, the answer could be on its way today. Just keep on um, waiting and pray in faith. You know, I've talked before about unwavering faith. That means you can't can't be double-minded. You can't say... You know, God's going to do this. No, God's not going to do that. You know, say, Lord, I know you said it. You said if we ask anything in your name, it shall be done. So pray in faith. Faith purifies our hearts, Acts 15 and 9. So when our prayers are mixed with faith, they are cleansed. They are cleaned. Hebrews 4 and 2. Locked away in a German prison camp in the Second World War, some American prisoners managed to fashion a hidden radio. The news came over the radio that the German high command had surrendered, thus effectively ending the war in Europe. The prisoners began to shout and leap for joy. Their guards, however, had not yet received the news, so they did not understand the captives' joy. For three days, the prisoners sang, waved at guards, and laughed at jokes over their meager meals. When they awakened on the fourth day, they found that their guards had fled and the gates were unlocked. The trick of faith said Philip Yancey, is to believe in advance what will only make sense in reverse. Hallelujah. Job prayed. We're at the bottom of 243. Job prayed. That's how Job must have felt. He did not know why he endured the problems he did. He was unaware of why the hedge of protection had fallen in his life. But Job trusted in God. He believed that God would show up and make sense of it all. 
page 244. Job kept praying. He prayed purified prayers. He kept his heart right and his hopes on God. In God's time, the delayed blessing office was open, and the blessings held in store for Job rained upon him. Remember, he got double portion. When our prayers are purified from obstructions and hindrances, they streak like arrows at the speed of light into the throne room of heaven. May our prayers be purified. As we wait upon God, you know, um, that's more. there's more than one meaning to that. When you wait upon God, it doesn't mean just being patient. It does mean that. It does mean wait. Wait. The answer's on its way. But also, wait on what while you're waiting, you keep serving him like a waiter, a waitress. You know how they they wait tables. That means they they go back and forth. They're they're doing a service. So you keep serving God. Another place says occupy until he comes. That means don't let up. Keep working for the kingdom. Keep working for those goals, those desires, those uh, the calling that God put on your life. Keep on keeping on. That's what my uh, pastor's wife in Terre Haute, when I was growing up, um, she wrote in one of my little books at camp. She was our choir director at camp, and she wrote, keep on keeping on. And that's that's helped me through the years. I keep thinking about that. You know, just got to keep on. Keep on every day to him and know to do good and do it and not. To him, it's a sin. So when you know to do something, you do it, and you do it all your might. That's with all your heart, with a pure heart, and you keep praying. Pray those purified prayers. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.